From the Casper Mattress Showroom, high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time for the Long Shot Podcast. Tonight, featuring special guest, Pete Holmes. And now, please welcome the host of the Long Shot Podcast, Sean Conroy. You're listening to CasperMattresses.net. Ready? Two, three, four. Oh, we're recording? Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night. Welcome to the Longshot Podcast. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the program, as always, the king of the zinger flingers, Mr. Jamie Flam, and I'm locked and loaded, folks, ready to go. Okay, and uh, of course, the real Slim Shady, the first lady of the podcast, Miss Amber Kenny is here. Hello. So, this is so by the way, Amber epic. hosted last week for the first time in um, Longshot history. Yeah, I won't be listening to that one. Why? Uh, Why? I'm just kidding. Of not an I'll, ally, not a feminist course, ally. <laughs> of course, I'll listen to it, <laughs> and I'll have a critique ready for you in okay. writing. Uh, congratulations on f- hosting for the first time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so glad to be here. We are in a disclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills. Usually we're in a non-disclosed location, or we used to be in an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills. Today we're actually really high in the Hollywood Hills in the Casper Mattress Showroom. It's incredible. <laughs> the, Look at this view. The view, which is about, uh, well, what is that, about a 30-degree view? No, it's more like 40 I'm just kidding. It's about 180 (laughs) degrees. Uh, We're looking out over the entire city of Los Angeles. And I say we're looking out. It's actually you guys that are looking out because I'm facing away from the window. We're trying to give you a better seat. You moved. It's complicated to set things up. My forehead seems shiny enough. What's that? My my forehead is shiny enough that you might be able to get a reflection. And that is incorrect. I am not. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. But we're here because. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Amber, stop that. Uh, Casper Mattress is sponsoring the program today. Uh, Jamie, tell us about Casper Mattress. <laughs> oh, God. Um, if you need a mattress, well, look them up. Um, because if it comes to Direct to fluffiness, um, if yeah. it comes to fluffiness, <laughs> right. hang on. I haven't interrupted yet, but it's when it comes to it. No, no, I was going to say, if it comes no, to fluffiness. No, it does come to it. And when it comes to fluffiness. You haven't hit rock bottom. <laughs> because sometimes it comes down to. Just being there, a rectangle. The yes. advantage to Casper Mattress is that it is direct to customer. So they're cutting out. Someone Crazy is unemployed Larry. now. I don't know. If Crazy you, what? Crazy Larry. Crazy Larry. I don't not, know. Not I don't know a, if that's yeah, a real I thing. I know, I know what you're saying. Uh, but what an incredible place this is. Oh my gosh, and I highly gorgeous. recommend at least coming to see the view and maybe taking, Buy a few a, taking a nap on the mattress while you're here and picking Come one up. Come for the view. Uh, all right. Well, mattress. let's start today, the beginning of the show, <laughs> with Amber. Tell us what's been going on. Oh, by the way, I wanted to apologize to you. Uh-oh. Because I was rude uh, when your parents were here. Apparently, I was swearing a lot. No, you were Ignoring the fact that you had told me not to swear. So I apologize for that. No, 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 
no. That was very mean of me to no, do that. No, that drove me up the wall. <laughs> I ne- I don't give a shit if you swear in front of my parents. I know, I know. You were being weird and like. I wasn't being weird. I was just trying to be polite. You I don't were being feel respectful comfortable and that's swearing in weird. front of people's parents, but I said fuck like 20 times. And uh, But somebody misunderstood thought and thought. that I was trying yeah, to stop you. That was funny. That was really funny. Um, I anyway. did not appreciate you trying to stop me. I want to be able to say what I want to say when I want to say it, you know? Say what you got to say. Classic John. Uh, say what you need. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I like how you refuse to acknowledge you yet. I know. I'm just trying to keep. I'm. I'm trying to keep things under control for the time being. Uh, so Amber, what's been going on? So fourth checking in a row that I'm going to talk about the apartment hunt. Yeah. Found an apartment. Congratulations. You're not saying that just because you tried out the bed in the other room and you're going to no. be staying there. No, no, no. Okay. That would be amazing. How did you find your apartment? Where is it and what's going on with it's it? It's like um, directly between Jeff and I's current apartments. Uh-huh. It's actually much closer to his apartment. It's like a, f- a block away. From his place. <laughs> so what, what part of town is that? It's Silver Lake. Okay. And um, so I'm excited just because it seemed for a short while that it was going to be impossible to find an apartment. Mm-hmm. Seems we're in a bit of a housing crunch here in Los Angeles. Well, the country's and economy is in the, you know, trying the to downswing. Trying to move forward in your relationship. I picked the wrong time. Oh, this is what this is about? Moving forward in your relationship? Yeah, I love where I live now. Oh, okay. And I love my roommates. But you were like, we got to do this and see what happens. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. be grown-ups. Let's try yeah, it I out. I, I, I don't know about the wisdom of that choice, but we'll see. Why? I've done the same thing. And it so have I. Yeah. This isn't my first rodeo. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not a rodeo, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so I found a place. Yet. That was very exciting. But here's so the echoey. real weird, crazy Sorry. checking in. Um, on Saturday, I went to this event. <sighs> I have to decide how many details I want to tell. Okay. Um, I went Start to with one and work up from there. I went to this event. <laughs> my, my boss actually invited Jeff and I to attend mm-hmm. as his guests. So we were sitting at this table. It was, was this like going to be a threesome thing or? No. Okay. Uh, it's it's the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Center's An Evening with Women event. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> an Evening with Lesbians. There were a lot of lesbians. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Um, but that was funny enough you didn't scold me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just not acknowledging you. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we had a table. We had a really good table. We were sitting right next to like Sarah Silverman and Sia and rectangular table. It was round. <laughs> That's <laughs> Jamie always asked the best questions. <laughs> what shape was the table? How fluffy but, were we um, talking about? <laughs> one of my boss's guests. Again, this is the point. Oh, you that were I'm you were not special guests. There no, were there were ten guests. of us. Okay, um, was Omarosa from, from the, the Apprentice? Right, you're fired. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she, um, my boss has formed a friendship with her and says. I'm sure she's a great, great person. Well, You could tell from the show. That's what he says, Mm -hmm. that she's very, very kind. And um, it was the weirdest thing. We sat down and Omarosa was sitting on one side of the table and another woman was sitting across. Should I know who Omarosa is? She's like the first (laughs) reality show villain from The Apprentice. Mm. What'd she do? She, she take bad. a city hostage? She, just she got like, fired. Yeah. She was a jerk. She had a She's big ego. She's a nutty dessert she tried to uh, <laughs> tried to walk all over other people, and she was not a cool person. But she's changed. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Flash forward. So your boss tells you she's great. Yes. 
And then? So um, Jeff and I sit down, and Amorosa is sitting at one end of the table, like, talking to somebody, and then there's just a woman by herself, like, sadly eating the salad. And we were like, oh, hi, I'm Amber, who are you? And she's like, Mama Rosa. Not a speck of irony, not a wink, not a smile, not a giggle. So she has built her whole life around her daughter. She introduced herself as Mama Rosa. Like she changed her name. Yeah, and Amarosa wasn't sitting anywhere near her. And we both Jeff and I were like, oh. Like, like oh, like her mom. Yes. Oh, it, God, was, God, God. it was Amarosa's mom introduced herself. What did herself. you think, Jamie? She was just a fan no, I missed who the happened detail. to be in that scene. I missed the detail. So that happened. You thought Amarosa was pregnant. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So that happened. The night goes on. Amarosa is seems pretty kind to everyone. Right. But she starts... She's like, please pass the... She didn't just go pass the salt. She was like, please pass the salt. <laughs> she starts picking on me specifically. Oh. <laughs> she keeps yelling at me to go um, take pictures of Hanny with people. And then uh-huh. one point I did Of who? My, my boss. Oh. I've never said his name before. <laughs> um, I knew in context, but I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I thought you meant handicapped people, which I didn't like. No, never. Never in a million I didn't hear years. a thing. Um, <laughs> so I, I like didn't get out my phone fast enough. And at one point, she's like, oh, Amber, you're fired. She oh, that's her joke. fired that's me. That's her joke. But I mean, here's the thing. realize she said that 100,000 times. That's not times. even her catchphrase. Mm-hmm. That's not her catchphrase. She got fired. No, no, no. What's I her understand that. But I that's just the, got fired. That's the <laughs> thing she's most closely I'm identified fired. with. <laughs> but anyway, she was mean to me and picking she on me. She has to acknowledge and, like, and own the fact In like that a she weird, like ordering me to do things mm-hmm. way, which was bizarre. And also my first instinct is to please people. So I was, sure. I wish like hindsight, I would have been like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I was like, yes. And I like would run right. to go do it. And um, anyway. I was bothered by it, and mm-hmm. I was unreasonably bothered by how mean Amorosa was to Not me. Not a surprise. I, I checked her social media activities for the night. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. On a because whim. you were pissed. Because I was pissed. She posted two separate Instagram pictures that did not have me in them. But the caption made fun of me in the caption. What? Nice. She name checked me. There's two pictures that say like something about Amber. What do they say? One says like, sorry, Sia got you in trouble, Amber. And the other one just said like, where's Amber? (laughs) I was just like, why is this famous reality star bullying me? I don't understand what's going on. It was surreal. You know, at least you're not her. Sounds like my weekend with Puck. From the real world. I good one. I good knew, one. I Zoom, knew what you zing, meant. Bam. I, knew, I liked it. You <laughs> got it. You nailed so, it. Yeah, you that, nailed it. it you pulled like that it. one out. Oh, but, but besides Amorosa, like, bullying me, yep. it was a wonderful evening. Sarah Silverman performed. Sia performed. No Doubt performed. Which, Did Sia perform Breathe? No. The classic from the end of uh, no. whatever that show no, was? No, no. She's got a bunch of new hits. Okay. Well, uh, I always like the classics. But when No Doubt started playing, I got really emotional. I hope you No Doubt played all ice, please. That is the loudest <laughs> ice ever. I'm a SoCal girl. I, I didn't realize how Southern much. Southern California. No Doubt was like in my blood. Mm-hmm. And I, it, was, it was intense. It was cool. I've never seen them live before. I saw them live the first time they performed on Saturday Night Live in 1996, I want to say. The first of all would be 10 times. That was, the, that was when they really right. blew up. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just what, what did they play? bragging. Uh, <laughs> don't she, speak. She looked is, good. Which is appropriate in this case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. We did break up when I play bass in this band. <laughs> uh, 
So that's great that you had a nice night and that Amorosa lived up to the hype. Yeah, but now because I'm name checking her, she's gonna murder me, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Cool. Well, you should put her name in every caption no, under every photo no, on your I Instagram. I just thought it was so insane. Where's Amorosa? Well, okay. Here, this is she's this with is Amorosa. This is my weird take. Is I thought like, yeah, she maybe she was picking on me, but maybe I'm just being narcissistic for or thinking maybe that she, she doesn't did. have a good sense of humor. Like she thought she was right. being funny. I think she was. Right. But it wasn't funny, and it was really mean and hurtful. And somebody's having an allergy attack on the other side of the room. <laughs> and <laughs> but then, but then I was like, Amber, you're being narcissistic. She didn't think two thoughts about you. And uh-huh. then she had multiple Instagrams. Yeah, that's, that's weird. She didn't tag me. She just like used your name. Yes. <laughs> I think Alma Rosa is like Casper's biggest <laughs> sponsor <laughs> customer. <laughs> I, I, it was so weird. I don't know. Maybe she was obsessed That's with right, me. That's right. We are coming live from the Casper showroom. Maybe because I wasn't falling over like myself Casper's when mom. I met her. So right. she like hated me. I don't know. Right. I was kind to her. I was ugh, whatever. I need to get over it. She, I'm no, clearly it's over It's not it. about you. It's about her. Like, let's be let's be honest. You're not the first person but she's she dealt like with that way. she went out of her way to be nice to everyone else at the table. So they, well, like, it you made were, it weirder. You were, you were younger and female and therefore she was, you know felt comfortable doing it to you as opposed to other people. What you should have said was, Amrosa, now you're being fired. <laughs> wow, another great one. Um, yeah, I like both all right, Jamie, that. let's go to you, and let's first of all say uh, I watched a bunch of episodes of that show you recommended on Netflix, uh, Bloodline. Oh, what do you think? Thanks for nothing. <laughs> uh, critically acclaimed. Har- no, I find that hard to believe. I actually didn't look into the... It's horrible. Tomatoes on the writing one. is terrible. Like they constantly, they have voiceover all the time, and they uh-huh. constantly have people saying things like, "My sister's a real people pleaser. She needs to make everybody happy." In voiceover, it's Wait, like, what, what, what's the point of the doing voiceover? a scene? What's that? What's the context of the voiceover? Oh, it's always at the beginning of the show, and the end of the show, and the middle of the show. And the other thing they do is they constantly <laughs> do these flashbacks. The like there's something that. horrible that happened way earlier than the story and something horrible that happens at the end. They constantly flash back to things that happened earlier in the story and get right up to the point where you're going to find out an interesting then, piece of information and then cut away from it back to, like, it's like, oh, we're tantalizing you. But they do it like 10 times an episode. Right. Like Prince. It's with his fina- annoying. With his- it's incredibly annoying. You know what's so annoying. weird? Like, you're talking about a different era of my life. <laughs> like, that was like three weeks ago. I was deep in the blood. That's not an game. era. That's just, you know. A little while ago. What did no, you bloodline. like about Bloodline? I really was looking forward to it based on your recommendation. I was highly I've only heard, I mean, other people like it. <laughs> oh, that is the saddest. I like what other people like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Jamie, what's going on with you? Well, I just may, may have had the best day of my life. Today? That's great. No, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my very first Renaissance fair. Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, right. uh, because the Renaissance was all about pleasure. <laughs> Back when they had no medicine and, you know, no internet. Yeah, look, there was no definitely internet. Some, I know, that's a bad example. <laughs> I've, have you ever been? To the Renaissance Fair? Yeah. No. I have. It's, but like in high school. Next year, um, basically it happens for like a month and a half. I happen to pick the last weekend. If I had gone on the first weekend, I'd be there every other weekend. What what did you like about so it's it like so a, what is it like a roller coaster and a merry go round that sort of thing? No roller coaster, no merry go round. It was I'm out. Enchantment times a thousand. Okay, it was. You can be more specific than that. Entering a realm, a world, where every detail 
Okay, let's get into the details. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good point. Actually, I wrote some notes. Um, <laughs> I just imagine Jamie wandering around the Renaissance Fair, scribbling things down on a piece of paper. Like, I got to remember this. There's Did you some eat like a here. turkey leg? I didn't do the turkey leg. Did you quaff a tankard of ale? I did have some ale. I had a couple of uh, black and tans, as it were. I did bought you a couple cudgel of some of Sheriff, the Sheriff of Nottingham's men? Well, everyone's in character. Yeah. It's straight out of like, it's like, you know, kind of like. Do you like, have to interact with people? You don't have to. I really am not gonna... into that. <laughs> Welcome to the club, my friend. I was definitely with my friend Maria, and like two like ladies came up, like like, ooh, what's your? I was wearing a, a crown, by the way. Oh, so, so don't blame them for coming up to you. You're <laughs> I was, saying you're, you're saying I want to play. If you wear a crown to the Renaissance Festival, I was kind of just dressed fair. Regular, it was kind of called. like like. Um, Were there a lot of boobies out? A lot of boobies out, but uh, like I'm so, back in. So many people are dressed. <laughs> It's so many ridiculous. It was people dressed as pirates, like a lot of. I would Very say, well known for the for the Renaissance. It makes no sense. Thirty percent points pirates. deducted if you're not historically accurate. No, there's not a point. Two guys were dressed as astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like this perfectly cloudy day, and every oh. square inch of this place is just it was magic. Perfectly cloudy. I love it cloudy. <laughs> like I wish that LA was cloudy like sixty percent of the year. Folks, tonight it's going to be perfectly cloudy, <laughs> with <laughs> terrible sunshine in the morning. <laughs> it was magic. From front to end, I got some great incense. I bought front two to mugs end? from front to end. Okay. What did you do? Like a human centipede. What? When, like, what did yes, you do? No one here knows what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that. No, well, now I'm thinking about it. I don't, don't know speak. what I did other than just wander around and look at interesting things. Name one. No. <laughs> I get it. fucking kill you. <laughs> like, even just the places that are selling pipes are like... Pipes? Like, pipes. Oh, like a like a pipe, <laughs> like a pipe, but like like it a is, magical like old timey pipe. pipe. <laughs> it's kind of like Disneyland, where like even like the places that are selling shit like are all have to be magical and enchanting. And then there's little areas you can go to where like they're pe- like, like people are selling spears, but they're not really selling spears. So it's pe- all about selling stuff. I was, like everything else. It's just about buying things. That is a big part of it. Ugh. And from what I've been heard from the people I went with that were like there ten years ago, it's definitely become much more commercialized. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I want to blow that guy. <laughs> You've been doing research with people who've been there for a long time. That was. That I only was, went for the first time this year. You've been going for nigh on ten years now. I would go again, and next year I'm going to bring more cash so I can buy more oh shit. It's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> but I, I want to bring the Renaissance Fair back home. Like I want to create my own Renaissance Fair. Next year I want to have my own place selling shit. <laughs> but I'm happy to break even. I will you break even. You got to settle on something. I Make wanna, a decision. This is what I want to do, and I'm going to go for it. I will. Today I was like looking at like what it takes to have your own booth. I just want to. What would you sell? I've been collecting Altoids. Magicalness. <laughs> well, that would be part of it. But I have like about 150 Altoid cans from uh, from the Renaissance. <laughs> no, just from I mean, Altoid, no. young sir. Well, there, there's no more Altoids inside. Lord, of we them. are out of Altoid. Oh, Altoid. you'll like paint them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I, I felt like I figured out that I've been holding on to them for a reason. For the Renaissance and it's fair, and we're coming back to the Renaissance fair. Maybe paint them. Oh, those will go over huge. At the have you ever been to a Renaissance fair? fair? All right, let's not <laughs> let's not get into that yet. We didn't mention something. What's that? And it's huge. What's that? Jorge's here with us. Oh, Jorge. Oh, right. It's like we're all back together. The family's yeah. here. Yeah, let's Thank goodness for Jorge. Jorge. <laughs> Thank goodness for Jorge. Uh, 
We couldn't do this without him. Well, I also wanted to say that because Jorge was making the most horrified face I have ever seen in my whole life when Jamie was talking about being super into the Renaissance. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's kind of got a stigma to it, and it's like theater geeks, like. I feel like I was born to be a theater geek, but I missed that whole thing. I yeah. was a theater geek. So was I. Then you would love this shit. No, I wouldn't. Like old people like that are just committed. There's so much commitment. Oof. I think that's what I like. <laughs> I hate that kind of thing. I hate it when people are like, I'm not who I am. I'm this other thing. Unless it's like in a movie or something like that. Old TV show, Bloodline. <laughs> What's that? Bloodline. Well, that's why oh, he hated horrible. Bloodline. He could. I will say us. the one thing that's great about Bloodline is Ben Mendelsohn is an amazing actor. Which one is he? The main guy? Yeah. I think that's the bad, the, that's the bad guy. Not Kyle Chandler, who's also amazing. But Which one's Kyle Chandler? Kyle, Kyle Chandler Friday is the Night sheriff. I think that's what I would say was at the show. No, but the like. other guy. No, no, no. The other guy is. Oh, he's not good. He's incredible. not good. You guys are having a very vague argument right now. I don't right. think it's an argument. I think we're agreeing that, that that's. If you wanted to know what I like about the show, it's Mendelssohn. It's Mendelssohn character. You didn't even know who he was until I said that. I, um, I did know. I just didn't know his name. All right. Well, you have to check in. Yeah, I have to check in. You saw. Here's, here's what's going on with me. I went to New York last week. Hello. City Lights. Uh, which was, I was only there for two days, but it was it was super fun. Um, you have a lot of friends out there. I, ha- I didn't see anybody except for one friend. What? I didn't have time because I was doing stuff with the people I work with. Um, so I <laughs> I was talking to my friend. Uh, I'm not even going to say who she is. My, I love her. She's great. Uh, I I said to her, I'm coming to New York. And she's like, I, I really want to see you. And I was like, I want to see you too. And I said, I'm going to see Miley Cyrus perform. And she's like, oh, I love Miley Cyrus. So I said, come with me. So she came the whole, the whole second night, which was the night of the Miley Cyrus concert. She was with me at you know the first cocktail party and then at the show and then at the second cocktail party and then the third cocktail <laughs> party. Cocktail party. Why are these cocktail parties happening? Because this was the network it's up like front. Mixer, it's like a mixer, right? It's like an adult swim function where everybody goes and meets everybody else and pretends they're important. Rubs uh, elbows. Which means, by the way, speaking of like not liking to be around other people, I basically just hid with her in the corner. Mm-hmm. But every time, <laughs> this is, uh, well, I'll talk about Miley Cyrus in a second. But what was funny was my friend uh, spent the whole night introducing herself. She, she's from Eastern Europe. She's very beautiful. She's, she's like a filmmaker and a director and an actor and a model and she kept <laughs> introducing herself a lot of models <laughs> so she kept introducing herself to people as my escort for the night which <laughs> was hilarious to her and pretty funny to me but right. sort of horrifying to a lot of people <laughs> right. who don't know me very well which was what made it funnier to me um and then like towards the end of the night she got kind of drunk and she started telling people she was my wife which was also hilarious to both of us uh but we went to see Miley Cyrus and I went in with very Low expectations. I remember. I told you uh, you'd like it. Not a fan. Well, I don't know that I liked the music, but I just liked her. Yeah. I thought she was fucking awesome. Why? She came Agreed. out. Well, she came out on stage. Should I know who this is, by the way? Miley what? Cyrus. You don't know who Miley Cyrus is? Oh. <laughs> Call back for Pete. No. I knew it was a bit. Um, <laughs> Thank you. He yeah, said what his was name. weird was there was a woman. There was Thank a woman. You. There was a sad woman next to me at the concert eating salad, and I said, "Hi, how are I'm you? Mama Who are you?" Rosa. And she was like, "She was like, I'm Momly Cyrus." <laughs> uh, no, she came out on stage. They, they had this crazy set, uh, which I don't even know what was supposed to be going on. It was just like random stuff. There was a huge. Uh, mylar balloon that just said "fuck yeah, Adult Swim" or something like that. 
Um, there were like sharks flying around over the audience the whole time. And then Miley came out and she was dressed as a butterfly. She had like giant butterfly wings on. She had like white (laughs) tights, no top on, like little pasties and a, and a, I don't know what you would call it, but it was like not suspenders. It was almost like a swimsuit, but, but it was suspenders, which was clearly very uncomfortable. Right. It doesn't sound pulling it out. Of her oh, crotch the whole show. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was so, like, I feel like, even just in stand-up, I feel like women are so often objectified just for what they look like. Like, mm-hmm. I've been at so many shows where women have been on stage and guys have heckled by going, show us your tits. Mm-hmm. And Miley Cyrus do they ever do that? came out do they ever on show stage them? and was yeah. like, here are my tits. Look, fuck you. I'm just going to sing, you yeah. know? Which I just was like kind of blown away by that level of like confidence and and ownership and it was it was it was really very very commitment. cool. What's that? Commitment. Not Continue. commitment. She was yeah. not committed at all. Oh. Um, <laughs> but she was great. And I and I didn't love her music. Was not good. Uh, her songs are not good. She sang a couple of covers. Disagree. Which were great. Uh, like she sang. Uh, I'm Gonna Leave You by Led Zeppelin, which was fantastic. Uh, she sang Boy Named Sue, uh, which was great. And she sang another one, which I can't remember. But then the Flaming Lips came out and oh, did wow. Who I Whoa. Love, did a song with her, which was, which was also not good because it's a collaborative project they've been working on. But she actually has like a really, she doesn't have uh, an amazing range in her voice. But her voice is very cool. She sounds mm-hmm. like a 50-year-old woman who's been eating a pack of cigarettes every day for the last 35 years. You if know? I can go back in time, I would have dropped Mambo Number no. 5 as one of her great covers. <clears throat> thank, you for, thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But so we, we watched the concert. And then we were supposed to go back down. I was staying at a really Swing. crazy hotel downtown. <laughs> uh, it's the standard, but in, it's in New York, so there's these crazy views and stuff. And... Um, we were supposed to go back to an after party down there. I left early. My friend and I left early, and we walked outside, Hello. and there was like 25. <laughs> well, we, we have <laughs> tremendous affection for each other, so we were canoodling the entire night, which I thought was funny because not, not in like a romantic way, but just like sort of basking in how much we were enjoying seeing each other. Non-romantic canoodling. It, it really was. Like, it really was. And uh, but then we came out. It would, so anyway, I thought that was funny if people saw us after finding right. out that she was my escort for the evening. But then we came outside and we were just going to take a cab down to this after party. And there was a whole crew of people outside uh, called Waymore Party or something like that, which was taking people to another after party. Like we were going to go to the Adult Swim party, but this was the TBS after party. And the vehicles they had to take you to the party were these like $150,000 sports cars, like like Maseratis and Porsches. There are starving children. It was crazy. <laughs> and what's also funny about that is like you can only fit one person in any of those cars. Like you have the driver and then one passenger. So they were trying to get us to go to this after party and they were like, you get in this car and you get in this car. And she was like, I don't want to go by myself. I want right. to go with him. And then finally... Uh, what an inefficient system. Yeah, and finally a convertible came, and so she sat in the back of the convertible, and I sat in the front, and before we left, 
they had all these photographers there, and they were like, will you guys pose for pictures with the car, and will you hashtag any pictures that you see with way more party, and if you, if you do any selfies, you know, like... So, like, they're a whole business that just gets people to parties? It That's literally like was like a three-block drive to the next party. Weird. So they drove us across 57th Street, getting the car up to, like, I would say 90 miles an hour within a block and a half, and then having to slow down at the light. It was just the weirdest thing. So then we go into this party... We're like the first ones there, except for the waiters and the bouncers and the, you know, there's, there's 25 cocktail waitresses holding champagne as we're walking in. Then we go in and there's like dancers, women in leotards, just very slowly moving around the room and like crawling around the furniture. Nobody there except us. <laughs> so, it was weird. so weird. Private uh, show, man. So we, we, we had one drink there, and we were like, let's get the fuck out of here. We went, we went back to the other party. But it was, it, it was a lot of fun. It was really, it was really a fun time. Fun. And, and I, as I said, I was very surprisingly impressed uh, with, with Miley Cyrus. I am now a fan, not of her music, but of her and her persona and what she's doing. I don't want to make it a bigger deal, but it's like she's doing something. She's God. What's that? She's God. She's God? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't get it. Nothing to get? I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay. You were uh, well, on that weird non sequitur. <laughs> I could explain. By it. the way, I just got a text from Aaron at ATC Studios. You didn't tell him we no, weren't recording? No. You oh, motherfucker. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we are at Casper Mattress Studios, a direct-to-consumer company that three sells... Three types of foam. Mattresses, three types of foam. Uh... So you can come up here to their showroom in the Hollywood Hills, which is spectacular, and check out their wares. Um, you can also probably order online, although I don't know that for a fact. We'll find out, and we'll be back in a moment with a very you, special you can, guest who's yeah, been here already this whole time and who doesn't know the meaning of the <laughs> words don't speak. Online. You can order them online. We'll be back. Hi, I'm Cameron Esposito, and you've been listening to The Long Shot. You currently are, too. You're listening to it right now. I'll take a hit to the balls before my knees. We are back. You are <laughs> listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast coming to you live, in case you didn't realize it, from the Casper Mattress Showroom. It's gorgeous, by the way. I don't know if we really yeah, we talk I about like I, this. I feel like I said Guys, a little bit about that. Sell the showroom. Is this <laughs> your first sponsor? Seriously, it's a, it's a mattress. Yeah. Beyond compare. Right. More comfortable. Keep going. It comes in a box the size of a, a mini, mini fridge. fridge. Yeah. So it can fit into tight spaces. Sure. You live in New York. I know you have. I have. If and there's been times when I've had difficulty getting things into different places. I can get a California King in your bedroom. <laughs> How could you possibly do that? Because it's the size of a mini fridge. Then you cut it open and it expands like one of those dinosaurs you put in a jug of water. Uh -huh. and it expands Not familiar with open. that, but mm. I, I little pills. Little unhappy pills. childhood over there. And it opens up, oh, and shit. there it is. This show's been going for five years. I think figured that out already. <laughs> Boom. And if you don't like it... What happens? 150? 100. 100 days. Why make it 150 when they know you only need three days? Well, they feel like you can't necessarily you you tell it. right away whether you like the mattress. Because you don't. I think if you're going to buy a car, you should get a month with it. If you're going to buy a house, you should get six months with it. With a, a mattress, mattress 100, 100 days. days. 
<laughs> Casper mattress. I just laid on one myself. The most comfortable mattress I've ever laid on. This you and Ryan I, you and I laid on it together, and it was lovely. It was two giant men. I don't know if that was more about the mattress or just or the lying chemistry. down with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take anything from I'm the Tempur-Pedic go people, but yeah. you could have put in a glass, uh, put in a glass of Merlot in between us, and it would not have spilled. <laughs> that what is a promise don't I can steal make. other people's campaigns. Well. Um, There's a cop after me for claiming things. <laughs> Can you hear that? We all. Right. <laughs> well, we that's are... how you plug a mattress. Pete, as you know, we always talk about Wait, something. I know how to plug an air mattress, but this. What's that? We should introduce him finally. <laughs> Hello. I, I feel like he's been here for so long, but <laughs> I'm I forgot, Sean of Conroy. Uh, folks, with us today for the second time on the show, we realized earlier. We all realized. Pete Holmes is here. Dot net. Very funny, mm. Pete Holmes. Welcome. A comic. <laughs> Sean Conroy. A raconteur. I uh, probably said this the first time I did your podcast. I, I, I don't I think so, because well. anything you said was not heard, because everyone was talking over each other. <laughs> what so whatever nightmare. you're going to say. What a living nightmare. Yeah. I, uh, when I first moved to New York from Chicago, I, I love telling what this story. What year was that? 2004. Okay. So it was you, right before I left. Yes, that's we right. We just barely that's right. crossed ships, paths. Yeah. Ships during the daytime. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. well, it was a night. I remember. But yeah, but ships passing at night or day, it doesn't really matter what time it is. Just ships passing. Maybe sure. in the day, it's easier to communicate to each other. And so in the night, you're just passing. Unless it's a flare-based communication system. Or if a it's day a flare. beautifully cloudy day. <laughs> Somebody over here wishes it were cloudy all the time. 60% of the time. Back. Also, submarine ship. I guess submarine that's not a ship, ship. <laughs> but it is a, a, Ooh, a that's a craft. That's an E.E. E. Cummings line for submarines, it's always night. Is that what you're referencing? Yeah, well, E.E. E. Yeah, Cummings. Of course. I mean, I could reference him all night. <laughs> that was fake. <laughs> also, this is a line from, uh, speaking of night, this yeah. is a line from the oath of the night's watchman. Night gathers and now my watch begins. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry I interrupted your story. I wish I could have joined on that riff, but I'm not <laughs> qualified. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. So I moved Lots to Lots of people are. Game of Thrones, big hit. Okay. <laughs> New York City. Yeah. Uh, 2004. 2004. And I had done, I, I, I had rose in the ranks in Chicago, right? Yeah. As a stand-up. And then I got to New York and it was really hard without any TV credits to get anywhere. And I was very used to going to these shows and asking how to get on. And then I went to school night, which you were hosting. I'm Pump being, night. I'm sorry, which changed to school night. Or something happened. It did. Yeah. But you did a, a show on Wednesdays at 11 p.m. Wednesdays at 11. Very popular show. Hump night. Hump night. Started you hosting. Jackie, didn't you do no, it, No, I started hosting with Eddie. Then I did it by myself Eddie for a Murphy. long time. <laughs> Eddie Pepitone, former host of this podcast. Oh. Uh, <laughs> My gorgeous eyes! I, I, can't tell, <laughs> I can't tell if Pete is doing an Eddie impression or having a stroke. Uh, Here's uh, Eddie having a stroke. My God, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> uh, very calm. So you came to Hump Night. I came to Hump Night, but this is the story that I tell about Sean all the time, is that I went to your show. I had been to a lot of other shows, and people were just like, they'd lie to you. LA gets this reputation for being fluffy and having people being phony and baloney. But in New York, I would find that to be the case all of the course, time as well. Of course, because people are, any good show is just bombarded by right. people who want to get you on. You got your eating it at Luna Lounge right. or whatever it was. Right. But like Hump, Hump Night was a very big show as well. And I, I, I waited in line. There was a line. I waited to the end of the show. This is my brilliant idea as a young performer. I was like, I'll just go up to him at the end of the show. Like, there you are. 
Like everyone's you won't be leaving. tired at all. I was talking to all. I was talking to all my fans. <laughs> yeah, it was one o'clock in the morning. Well, you were talking to fans, and then there were also a good number of us that had the same question, which is, "How do we get on the show?" Now, I remember I could hear the first the the four or five people in front of me asking me that. Mm-hmm. So I I heard their questions, and then I got up there, and I, I kind of felt embarrassed. I was like, "Look, I'm like I felt really bad. Like any good performer, one of the reasons I'm funny is because I'm self aware mm-hmm. and I'm awkward." I don't feel I'm not going up to you like being like I read the secret put me mm. on you know <laughs> I felt humiliated I was like I'm so sorry I know I I'm, believe you, me, I know you know <laughs> I, it's literally, there are people there are stand-ups who who are good comics but yeah. it would just be like dude I got the shit put I know, me up there I know, you know I know I would I would put a, 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 a neurotic Woody Allen type against them any day, anytime yeah any day. absolutely but as somebody who comes across pretty competent I'll, I'll also share that I was very hat in hand. Mm-hmm. And I go up to Sean, and I'll, I've said this many times, but I always remember, I go, I, I'm sorry, I got nothing. I have no credits to offer you. I'm not going to like be a draw or anything. I didn't even know the term draw. But I just really want to get up. And you gave me the only honest answer. Of all the shows we know This in is New my York, problem, by the way, is that I am <laughs> honest with people. No, it And was then people good. think I'm an asshole. No, no, I didn't think you were an asshole, even for a moment. Now, this, was, this was many, many years ago. It was 11 years ago. And you said... Uh, just do shows, I'll hear about you, and, and you'll get on. Like, just do other shows. Do shows. I got to take that shows. line from you. It was unbelievable. And I, I really did take it, to my credit, as a note. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to go again. You, you could have easily been shows. like, oh, Jorge's freaking out because you're not talking close enough to Could have easily been like, that guy's an well, asshole. Or, yeah, like, fuck that guy forever. And We've yeah, heard this no. on this show before. Past guests have said that. That's like one of your... Calling cards. It was a really special. Maybe moment. it was Pete because he's the only one who ever says that. <laughs> a really? lot. Of, it could have been me. A lot of them actually happened at UCB. I could share a number of them. That's not the point of this show. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Special moments? Yeah. I Tell mean, all. Because of you that. ended up hosting a show at UCB. Correct? I ended up hosting the. Uh, it was Monday night midnight show. It was uh-huh. the open mic at UCB called Gut Bucket. Right. Which was really special to me because it was a really big deal. You know, like having some sort of respect. I, I, I think there's something very similar from what I know about the mafia from movies and TV, you mm-hmm. know, like The Sopranos, to the comedy world. We love respect. We love people like Oh, it makes such heads. a difference. Like when, when I went to the upfronts, I was like, oh, okay. They yeah. flew me out there. They put me up. They yeah. paid for everything. Yeah. That's a nice feeling. And they show you respect. Yeah. So you return it to, right. your, to the network. Right. So that, that's exactly right. So UCB is one of those places that like, would give people shots and give people shows. Pay for give, nothing. Don't pay anybody anything. And But that's the mafia of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm with right. you. I, I yeah. could make the argument that you should pay performers. Uh, maybe I'll even join you if you want to make that argument. I don't want to make that argument because but I've similarly, drank the Kool-Aid years ago. If I'm Tony Soprano and you're Christopher, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? In the you're going to kill me. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> I still consider that a spoiler. What a great <laughs> moment in television history. But I think there's something about being a runner. I think there's something about being an intern. I think there's something about being an unpaid lackey because of the respect. I, I barked, you know what I mean? Not to make this about me and what I did, but like I handed out flyers for four, five, six hours for four minutes right. at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday for six people. And there's something, I sound like an old person that went through like World War but II you, or something. You earned it. But like it feels you definitely good. Did. And what you realize, the, I'm 36 now, when you look back, you need those things. You need institutions like UCB. You need people like Sean that are like, this is how it is. Like, I don't care. You could be 
the greatest comedian from Chicago, all caps, G. And I C- and I F-C. and I say that I say that you are just to piss off Canaan and ah. you know? Look, I'll bury those guys any fucking day. I'm just kidding. I love you both. Um, but that sort of respect to the theater and Kumail and Kumail, of course, and TJ, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a bunch of others that I'm forgetting. But the Zany. idea that you pay the homage to the theater and then you pay the homage to this thing that we call comedy. Again, I've changed the tone. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. No. No, it sounded were, very deep the way you uh, said it. But you were saying a renaissance fair. No, you were saying <laughs> <laughs> that like this is how it works. I, I used to submit cartoons to The New Yorker and every once in a while at a meeting, someone would come in with one great cartoon. No one's saying it wasn't a great ter- cartoon. In fact, it wouldn't be a good story if it weren't. At a meeting? What, what kind of meeting? Every Tuesday. You could go. Tuesday, go to the Condé Nast building. It's like 11 a.m. You can go and submit cartoons oh, to I the see. New Yorker. Uh-huh. But here's the, the thing. You could have a great cartoon, like better than anything they have in their magazine. If you only have one, they don't want it. And if, you, if you're only going to show up and try and do hump night, they don't want it. Right. They want something that contributes, capital C contributes, to the greater idea. Capital O-N-T-R-I-B-C. <laughs> <laughs> As the cheerleaders would say. Let's capitalize. But the idea that like you're paying into something bigger, you're paying into like a, uh, a hedge fund or some sort of municipal property. Oh, it's you, America. It's a capitalist system. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. You were saying, we don't want you... Uh, if we don't need you, and we don't need you if you only have one good set, and, yeah. and I don't want you if you're not willing to get a bald faced no. Right. It's not a mean no. In fact, I remember the kindness of the no. It was a very kind no. It was like, listen, do other shows, and I'll hear about you. Because if it's not UCB, then what? What do we have? We have to make awards. We have to make places. We have to make ceremonies. And we have to make uh, institutions mean something mm-hmm. to give some sort of structure to this ethereal sort of. Yeah. I was just I was just pulling that out of my ass when I said <laughs> it. But, uh, what happened? What I wouldn't give to Did see. Did someone say that to you? No. No. What happened when you were hosting the mic? Did you say you had another story about Sean? I no, think, I didn't have oh. another Sean. No, he story. had other nice. Oh, I had other UCB. UCB. Uh, gotcha, UCB gotcha. just happened to be that place. And every place needs a place. You know how... Uh, every place needs a place. Every place... Mm-hmm. What SNL needs... Everything has its season. Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every place uh, has like... SNL used to have Second City. Right. And then they had the Groundlings. And now they kind of have everything. A little bit of everything, which is right. what everybody has. But like we used to have UCB. And, and I don't know if that's the case anymore. I really don't. You, I, we, I was just talking to somebody. You can write a book about how to... Like forge your way, not make it, but forge and your way. And it's different comic. every ten years. As soon as you're ready mm-hmm. to write it, it's not right. no longer relevant. Right. Like a big deal for me was getting on at Luna. Exactly. And that gone. building doesn't even exist. Me anymore. and Tinkle. If I got booked on Tinkle, Tinkle yeah, Tinkle was another show gone. that was fantastic. And Gut Bucket, and that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not saying UCB isn't the thing anymore, but I'm not sure if it's the thing anymore, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not sure. But the other thing at UCB that happened was. There was a show called Invite Them, uh, no, Welcome to Our Week, yeah. which was Nick Kroll and Jesse Klein. Jesse Klein, who right now is, you know, they say she's the brains, and I would believe that, uh, behind uh, Amy Schumer's show. Not that Amy so isn't good. great, but that Jesse is just no, such they need, a... You need somebody to run the show. Powerhouse. Yeah, yeah you have this, the stars doing eight billion things. You need some sort of right. core there. I and say that as somebody who runs a show, but go on. And she's been <laughs> the great core. She was the great core behind Michael and Michael Have Issues. She wrote a lot of really great sketches. And I'm very, very funny, Jesse Klein. Never, never paid attention I, to the light. To the 
light. Oh no. Here Did you go. burn the light a lot? Always. Really? Every <laughs> single time. She I performed. didn't know that. Every single time. Oh, I like that. She would go 10 minutes longer. She'd go, okay, I see it. I see it. She like, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she didn't care. But Jesse Klein was a Comedy Central executive and a stand up when I was there. In she was involved with getting me my first writing job ever. See? She was in the meeting with myself and. Um, Shoot, I can't remember his name, but he was her boss, and so... Oh, I think Lou I Wallach. Yeah, Lou Wallach. 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 Lou yeah, Wallach. I know Lou Wallach, too. Mm. So here's Jesse Klein, who's a comedian. Imagine if there was a comedian who's also a Comedy Central executive. That's incredible. Right, nobody would say shit if she ran yeah. the light, because, you know... <laughs> That's your she's perfect. a kingmaker. Racket. But, like, for lack of a better focus, I knew that if I could do Jesse Klein's stand-up show, then I might have a shot of getting Premium Blend, sure. which was the, show, the precursor to Live at Gotham, which was the precursor to Adam, Adam's party, house, house party. House party, yeah. So I did a show. I think it was your show. I did a Hump Night, and it was me and Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll is the co-host of Welcome to Our Week with Jesse Klein. I remember Nick's set. He uh, I, he, he probably a, did a character or two. He did a character. He, that's ah, he did, and he said the term. <laughs> I love taking shots at old. <laughs> me too. Old days. He said "cum dumpster," which I had never heard before. I'm not even saying that for shock value. I just never heard the term "cum dumpster." And he also did something about how he would play an audio tape of how he farted in his inner monologue. It was very funny. So afterwards, I did my set, and I go up to Nick, and I, Nick is a dear friend of mine. Still not the warmest person in the sense that if you went up and he doesn't know you and you're like, I really want to do your show, but the stars or whatever aligned and he was like, you should do my show, which... He said it to you. For better or worse, I went up with the intention. I'm not saying that in a mystical way. Mm-hmm. I was just you like, read The Secret that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really hope he saw my set. I really hope he'll have me on his show. And he did, and so he did. So your show... Got you to that. The Hump Show led me to Welcome to Our Week, and I did Welcome to Our Week, and then I emailed Jesse Klein the next day, and she said, you should do Premium Blend, and I did, like, three months later. It was crazy. Next thing you know, Casper you're Showroom. hosting a, 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 a talk show on television. That's right. And next thing after that, I'm a guest who won't be introduced <laughs> for the first 45 minutes in a mattress showroom. No one has ever, no one has ever resented Full that circle. before. <laughs> no, they all have. No, no, I don't resent it. I... It's just, you know, it's so fun. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> as much as, uh, you know, our, our job can calcify and harden and, and embitter people, I think... What are you talking about? <laughs> I think there's something really fun about being like, oh, no, we, we get to be in rooms with really exceptional people and ex- exceptional minds. Oh, thank jokes. you. No, it's true. <laughs> uh, Jamie, I really liked your jokes. Like, the biggest thing, like, when you're on the You've highway, learned. You've learned the Hollywood way. What's that? Fluff and lying. Uh, I will fluff. I'll fluff a dick if I need. No. But the thing is, like, when you're on the highway and then you pull off, when I go home for the holidays and I hang out with the people that I knew when I was young that were the funniest people I knew, they are shit. They are nothing. People, most quote-unquote funny people, and I'm not putting them down, keep going, keep moving, are doing impressions of whoever happens to be the funniest person in, in the zeitgeist right now. People are doing Jim Carrey when I was a kid. I'm doing Cosby right now. Uh, Not a great choice. Should I drink this? (laughs) (laughs) Little assault here. You wake up in the morning on that mattress in the back. (laughs) You shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) We have it on tape. (laughs) I uh, I don't know how I I got there. Yeah, I, 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 
I think it's interesting what you're saying, and I think it's it's funny because you know I, it's not like you and I ever hang out or whatever, but it's always <laughs> no, or whatever. It's, it's always it's always funny and and, and and yeah. And I was saying before that you're one of the people in comedy that I love coming up to at shows and saying something really passive aggressively mean right. to yes. on a regular basis. Like I'll go up to. I'll go up to Pete after a set. And, and, and by the way, I have to say, Pete is one of the people that I see who always destroys. Yeah, please crunch your <laughs> Can crunch you hear that? Ass. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Pete always Are destroys in a room. Are you don't like saying passive-aggressive things to Yes, because they take it the wrong <laughs> uh, way. I know what you mean. You get to the like, I'll go up to where... Pete after a show where he absolutely killed the room, and I'll go, hey, man, I, I really think it probably went better than you thought it did. <laughs> like, Next time. Just the Next worst time. the worst thing you could possibly say. But the thing, is, at a certain point, I, I, I don't even think it needs to be like a decade in. It might even be like two, three years in. If people aren't insulting you, that's the insult. Right. It really is. I know right. that might sound trite. But if someone won't kind of break you down, then you should be like, oh, I need... To, I have never fragile. done a set where I, without I, someone saying, youch. I, I was at it. <laughs> That's not an insult. That's like just a you know <laughs> assessment. I was at a show with Kroll once, and I sent him a note anonymously after yeah. the show and yeah. said, Send me "Hi, I'm here. I think you're really hot, but here are a few notes on your." <laughs> <laughs> and he he walked around the whole bar, like just looking to see who it co- could That's possibly have been. So funny. <laughs> And finally, after like half an hour, I was like, that was for me, Nick. Oh, my God. And he's like you. Like, he gets it, and he thought it was hilarious, you know? There's some people that would just be pissed off about that. Right. Nick is so great. Nick is one of the few people, and I, I do. I, I would I'm glad this. you're talking about this because this is what we wanted to talk about Nick tonight. Roll. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. That's our topic. Nick Kroll. He's one of the few people I know that, like, you could call it having boundaries, or maybe you could call, call it being, like, a dick. I think it's having boundaries. Are you, are you hiccupy drunk right yep. now? Okay. I'm a Mr. Magoo style drunk. <laughs> so cute. Wait, you're, you're Lockhorns. You you're Andy idea, Cap. Andy Cap. Yeah. Did you ever get that the wordplay with Andy Cap? No. Andy Cap. Handicap. I oh. Andy Cap. It was a golf joke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you went from not knowing it to being above it and making jokes about it <laughs> in <laughs> zero seconds. That is a man taking flight right there. It was <laughs> remarkable. And maybe flying too close to the sun. We'll oh, see. A little Akirian humor. <laughs> oh. Um, was, oh, Nick will uh, turn down photos because he has a lot of like weird fucking bro fans. Well, like the league yes. fans. And that, I don't mean shitting on these people. Right. Or like his characters people. where you're like, you're not liking this ironically. You're liking That's exactly it. right. They're like, no, I'm a body bottle <laughs> yeah. service kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And they should bring me the That must be juice. really weird for him. That's why the last time I saw him, he told me he was on the verge of moving to South Africa just to get away from everybody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to ship Palace. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Nick Kroll story? Amber? Uh, no, all right. So I feel so we, we actually out. do have a topic that I didn't wanted. mean to. No, no, no. No, that, that was great. We had nothing uh, to say. No, no, no. Luna Lounge 2005. Great. I Just liked kidding. your jokes, Jamie. I know. I appreciate that. It makes my life complete. And I like you, too. You're, you're a sweet guy. <laughs> I like you're, your body. Thank you. I'm going to uh, guess what your dick looks like. I think it's a long dick. I think it goes halfway down the oh. thigh. And it's a good girth. Someone has x-ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're t- talking about that because that's what we wanted to talk Dicks? about tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. Jamie, Jamie's dick specifically. Uh, no. For real, we wanted to talk about what you would do if you won the lottery. It's um, a fair question. It's a good question. And I'll start good. with 
Amber. Uh. Let's go to Amber first <laughs> and find out what Amber would do if she won. I know the first thing you would do, mm-hmm. buy a Casper mattress. That's correct. Wait, well, it was mine. Well you wouldn't even need to win the lottery to no, do that. You could do that. <laughs> I looked up they're the not price expensive. of caps, uh, and Casper mattress. they're the size of a mini fridge. Is that right? <laughs> no, they're shipped the size. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have, have a Cal King. I bought a Cal King. I can, I, can, was like, I can tuck when I sleep to fit, right? You don't even have to unpack it. <laughs> You could sleep on the condensed mattress, it's that <laughs> and then you only have to sleep for one hour. <laughs> you can be like Edison. It's not my podcast. If you sponsor my podcast, we'll do it for real. <laughs> we'll take it serious. Uh, yes. Uh, so, Amber, what would you do if you were a if you were to win the lotto? If lottery? I were to win the lotto, it's um, the my lotto, answers sorry. are going to start off pretty boring. First of all, how much are we talking? Can yeah. I just say, for the sake of the whole conversation, yeah. $100 million. It Great. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, easy peasy then. I'd mm-hmm. get out of debt. Right. That would be How much like, debt are we looking at? Oh, okay. Not Let's much. assume everybody would get out of debt and everybody would donate a bunch of money to charity. Because we'd all, we'd all say that Because we want to sound right? like good yeah, people. Yeah. Oh, I would give a lot of money to the, you know, the, 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 these people, the, those people. Sure. I would give all of it to what charity. What would you do for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I would travel. I would travel, travel, travel. And I would spend an obscene amount of money on, like, feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like massages. I, well, I read once that Christina Aguilera got massages three times a day. And, mm. every, like, they wrote it, like, judgy. And I was like, that's, I get of that. Course. I would love that. Like, that sounds amazing. That just, yeah. uh, you're, like, wasting your time at that point. Like, the masseuse is going, okay, you're loose. Enough. I don't know. I got a lot uh, of knots. They get really excited <laughs> when they find a knot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they try to stress you out. Yeah. She just gets up off the table and collapses in a puddle on the floor. Can I just say, as a person who lives somewhat comfortably, I get right. massages all the time, they lose it. What that's, do you mean? That's only going to last a couple months. Wait. Like once a day? Like they once lose a effectiveness? Yeah, they, I, my girlfriend will be like, you want to go get a massage? I'm like, not What's really. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> God damn it. it is, is, a very... is there anything in this world that doesn't have that effect? What would you rather have instead <laughs> than a massage? More than a massage? We'll, I guess yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to, we'll get to that. So Amber, you'd get a massage every three hours. I get massages like... Despite my better advice. <laughs> well, I might move on to more advanced Hot things. stone massage. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, you ha- I like it. You've had it? I have. Well, I grew up like in a spa. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why. you grew I've up s- in a commune. Yeah, but it was um, on a spa. We never knew this. No, this oh, has never come out this before. This is our 7,000th episode. Okay. Uh, there's a pretty famous day spa mm-hmm. that the hippie commune that I grew up in owned i see and for a while there in the 70s my mom like single-handedly ran it mm-hmm. then it became like popular and um, is it canyon ranch no okay i will tell you off air okay because it's, there... it's like famous i know you like i know you don't like to give out details so i just wanted to wait is it spot. i was in irwindale for the renaissance no it's there. not in irwindale but that's close there where no. no okay irwindale? <laughs> cleveland Nothing's national close forest to irwindale. that's where the renaissance fair was were you stabbed by a ghost of a king and they Amber. <laughs> so what? Yes. Go on. And the wound was beyond my skill to heal, so we had to go to Irwindale. <laughs> yes. Is that why they picked the Renaissance Fair there? That's not the correct time period. Anyway. Um. Oh, so yeah, I. It was a hot spring, and that's where I learned how to swim and stuff. Was at in the, the pools there, and I would go into the jacuzzis every day, and I would go to the sauna and the steam baths, and um. 
So you lived a life of luxury early yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Super spoiled. Yeah. But but because of that, I think when you're at such a young age, dropped into a spa atmosphere, going into normal life, <laughs> I'm just stressed out all the time. Yeah. Because... Like you don't have those relaxation Normal periods. is spa life. Right. Everything else is horribly hectic. Right. You don't have the time to just sit there and let the steam clear your head. Mm-hmm. And pores. Hello. Right. Um, okay. So you, you do things for relaxation. Mm-hmm. I bit all the stuff. Acupuncture. So, okay. Chiropractor. My back hurts all the time is what uh-huh. I'm trying to say. And I'm too cheap to How do anything about it. I am 32. You're <laughs> By the way, how rude to ask a woman her age. Sorry. How dare you? How much do you weigh? Old, <laughs> that's not my joke. That's old school crowd work from Chicago. I sorry. Amber, um, stop it. But yeah, I would travel a lot. I would probably To where? Where would you go? I want to go everywhere. Okay. I want to go everywhere in Europe. I wanna Petra. First place you would go is Petra in Jordan. I wanna do <laughs> the Mediterranean. Okay. Overrated. Italy. Yeah, Greece, Turkey, even though, you know, I know. Wait, why? Have you been there? Yeah, no good. Oh, See, Matt Lauer, when I was in high school. I'm just kidding, by the way. Pete is just saying that because he bombed at the Constantinople (laughs) 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 Inquiry. That's not a good thing to do in a country like that. You don't bomb. No, 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 that's lovely. That's lovely. No, Matt Lauer did like a travel special (laughs) when I was in high school, and he went to Turkey, and... And I, they must have been sponsored by Turkey itself. The by way the way, we're being it. sponsored tonight by Casper Mattress. <laughs> but they sold it so well because they said it's this hub of all of Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, and it's on the Mediterranean. I was like, I'm in, baby. That sounds amazing. Yeah, Jerusalem's been trying that for a millennium. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't move, move butts. <laughs> doesn't put butts in seats. <laughs> Go to the Golan Heights. It's a it's a hop skip it's a and a shithole. The Golan Heights improv. <laughs> I killed it. The Golan Heights improv. Still wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? You travel? I'd probably buy some stupid clothes. Let's yeah. be honest. Like what kind? Like designer I, stuff? Can I just yeah. push this ahead? Yeah. I don't mean to be impatient. You've already had the massages. You've already had the clothes. Right. You've already traveled. Right. Meaning we're two years in. Okay. okay. You're very relaxed, very well-dressed, <laughs> and very experienced. I, uh, Tell me about real estate, hobbies, philanthropy. Uh, Not philanthropy. And by philanthropy, I mean maybe you go up to a homeless guy <laughs> and you give him a sack of cash and you're like, so that, hit me as hard as you can. So that Pete Holmes isn't mad at me. No, no, no. I just mean, <laughs> I'm trying to get to know you better in the sense that like oh, right. everybody wants massages. Well, not everybody, but I hear, I hear you. Scrooge McDuck is like, I could do without a, a massage. <laughs> Although he needs to do without a massage. He's always diving into rock coin hard coins all over him, you know? If you dive into a pool of gold coins, you're dead. Yeah. But maybe that is his massage. Ooh, if they're heated, <laughs> hot coin massage. Highly I recommend. Challenge. It. I'm here to help. No, no, I, I don't I know my answer. It. By the way, it's, I, not it's, like I it's know harder the than it sounds. Remember that movie, Brewster's I, Millions. Yes, mm. Indiana Jones. It's harder than it sounds. But that's the problem. I is that money? If you had all the money in the world, it's like it doesn't buy you happiness. Go to the Sims, exactly, and it's you're just off the grid. Well, and then also, wasn't in Brewster's Millions the thing he couldn't make any more money? 
So like you can't even buy a business like he couldn't buy a baseball oh, team yeah. because it would make him more money. You can or something though. like that. I don't want to. So you would team. buy a no no you wouldn't buy a baseball. Uh, I I might buy like a theater uh-huh. and a dance school. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Those are great answers. <laughs> I'm not saying your other answers weren't good, but those are great. <laughs> by the way, this is the same thing Pete does when he sits at home by himself and watches <laughs> yeah. Jeopardy. He's like, those, <laughs> those are great, great answers. <laughs> Trebek, open your mind. There can be more than one truth. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go to school and get Whoa. my like masters oh, no, no, and no. doctorate in like dance, like something so. But why dumb. would you buy a dance school? Hire Amber Kenny, Doctor Dance, to come to your house. You could be the school of but one. But there's something about being immersed in it 24 seven, like not a. not having someone come to your house. Like you're speaking to it. <laughs> The isolation of the rich. It's getting late early here on the long show. And it would be hilarious because everyone else would be (laughs) 19 years old and amazing dancers. And I'd be like, I just paid my way in, but let's do this. Right. Um, Yeah. You'd be that that I'd I'd be like, I bought a wing, so Mm -hmm. please let me in. What dance school would you buy? Well, I would open a school myself. Got it. And then I'd make so much more money. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Uh, All right. Jamie. What would you do if you won the lotto or the lottery? A hundred. Oh, a hundred million. No, oh, you said a no, hundred million. He lost twenty. You gave me quick. twenty. I give you twenty. And by the way, a hundred million is really like fifty million, right? He, After taxes. That's what everyone says. That we're saying you won two hundred million. After okay. a certain have, amount, I mean. After seventy-five thousand, it doesn't matter. Is that the number you've heard? That's what so, I've heard. Is a yearly income. Yes, that I've heard does three. make you happier, and above that doesn't oh, make you happier. I've heard three hundred in the bank. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred thousand. Because three hundred dollars in the bank would would thrill me. Like I would be walking on air at that point. <laughs> I would retire right now. Three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. guys. You're being Jamie. sponsored by Casper mattress. I, I wrote mine down. Of course you did. Um, I would get a treehouse built in the side built into the side of a mountain. I didn't understand what I was doing. That with doesn't that. make sense. How high were you when you wrote this? Not no drugs. How high is the house? <laughs> um, Seventy five feet. I How don't do know. you build a treehouse into the side of a mountain? It's got Isn't that a, tree a mountain that grows, house? <laughs> yes. It's a tree that grows into a cave. But really, the question is: Doesn't the word "before the house" mean what the house is resting upon? Like it's right. a treehouse. Not because it's made of Folks, wood. Folks, Jerry Seinfeld is here tonight. <laughs> it's yeah, a, a good point. <laughs> it's got the vibe you of a tree. You want a house? I do want a tree going through it, though. Um, you want a tree going through it? With um, round doors. Now. Round doors are important. Oh, I and see. A, is, that a, is that a Hobbit like, reference? Yes. I want no well wishes. I, I literally looked up <laughs> Hobbit house <laughs> on <laughs> Google. So there's Bilbo a round door. Buggins. Yes. <laughs> Don't mistake me for a conjurer of cheap tricks. You are killing me with the Hobbit references. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Best night of our lives. That's <laughs> true. Um, and I actually wrote this before this became a theme of the night, but and it's somewhere arranged. Is this you want the whole DVD set of Bloodline? <laughs> yes. That would be if very If you can find me a DVD set. Um, <laughs> not even Blu-ray. If I was your therapist, I was like, "Why don't you love yourself enough to wish for the Blu-ray?" For a Netflix. Show. I got a new. I got a new lap. If you were my therapist, would you explain to me what the difference is between Blu-ray and DVD? I want you to live a 180p life, Sean. Okay. I do that every day. I believe that. Um, 180. At this point, I'm old enough that it's getting up to 190. I know. <laughs> Jamie. Okay. Um, I've somewhere it rains half the year. 
But I think earlier I mentioned like you could so easily do that. Where right it's beautifully now. cloudy yeah. every day. Do you want it to rain half the year? Oh, I put swimming hole. There's like a swimming hole nearby. With uh, a swing, a rope, I think tire. Be, oh, for sure. You just want to be uh, Matthew, cottonmouth snakes. Matthew McConaughey. That what was that movie? Mud. Where he, mud. Mud. Oh, kind of mudish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd make tea no, and not coffee. Kind of muddish. I'm picking up on what you're looking. <laughs> no, no, there's more. You'll see. It's not Louisiana. It's more Seattle, though, right? Louisiana. It's a very cold, <laughs> cold swimming hole that you can only go in like no, it's more two European. days a year. It's a more European. I want to go on the record, Louisiana. Not into it. I New like Orleans. New Orleans. Is the best no? Nobody, nobody does. No. I've only been once. JK. Everybody likes it. Do you like Vegas? No. I like some of the hotels because I've magical. never been to Vegas. No, but I you've never been to Vegas. I, That's what I was looking for. That's the response I always get. What? I say I've never been to Vegas, There's and somebody nothing... always goes, "You've never been to Vegas." Like, no have you been to Vegas? Like I murdered the Pope or I've something. I've never seen Star Wars: A New Hope. You've never seen Star Wars: A New Hope. J.K. I just wanted you to do it. <laughs> okay. I'll be no, your, but I I'll hear be your what you're saying man. about <laughs> New Orleans. It has a Las Vegas vibe in the like two days you're out, or else you'll kill yourself. Right. If you want a Las Vegas that looks like it's a haunted French <laughs> peninsula, yes, I do. I absolutely. That's the best. Do. I don't like the outdoor drinking cities. I'm a snob. I'm an East Coast snob. Do your sinning do in inside. Private. Yeah. <laughs> all your fucking, all your drinking, all your smoking. Do it inside like a decent fucking human being. <laughs> Like a city of, <laughs> I don't know. It's there's something nice about being allowed to walk down the street with a beer in your hand. I've also been drunk in New Orleans and loving it. Yeah, just as much as I love direct order Casper mattresses. <laughs> where have you done <laughs> that? If you haven't been to Vegas, where have you done that? Walk New down. Orleans. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. And New York City, which I got busted for. Oh. Uh, go girl, ahead, Jamie. The girls okay, are I'll get this. I know they're, okay. they're, they're, they're trying to go like Casper mattresses are, you know. You know, if I was being going, honest, this was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do this? They're making Hobbit <laughs> references. We have overseers, by the way. <laughs> Hobbits uh, sleep on feather mattresses. We know that because of the kings that hunted them. They would not have to open the box, they could sleep on us. Mattress the size of a refrigerator. That's right. And then they could only sleep an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Gandalf Uh, comes by, cut it open. Do you remember what birthday Bilbo was celebrating? 111th. 111st. 111st. That is. Uh, That was a high five. (laughs) That was not a deserved high high five. five. The nerdiest (laughs) high five ever. I know half as you as I wish I should, and half of the others as much as I think I ought to. Yes. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I like Let's those. Go ahead, Jamie. What else? That okay. Movie. So you have a tree living in a mountain house. Um, and and we're making tea, and we're making coffee and cookies, and we're playing records, and we're we're having music comedy festivals. Everything you three to four want times is a year. very affordable. Jamie, very good answers. For you're what gonna, it's worth, I I thought both of your answers were lovely. I'm not done. Are you trying to cut me up early? No, no, no. Don't. No, I don't have an answer. Oh, um, <laughs> I would go on tour once or twice a year and, and travel. As go a, on tour doing what? Like just probably traveling doing, or, or just traveling, but also probably doing my live podcasts and writing stories and presenting those stories. This is so heartwarming because um, the truth is doable. you could do that. Yeah. I know I might, but I would use the money to fly my friends and family out to this fucking shire of fun. family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jorge and Jorge, Peter, commiserate. Uh, there'd be a little museum, and I'd make little movies and write songs. Family. And I would use the winnings to ensure my family never gets my mom thirty and, miles and my near dad. anything I'm ever doing. There'd be um, little uh, flares of Spain and lush foliage, 
Wait, what flares of Spain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Oh, exactly. like Spanish flare. Yeah, Spanish flare. What does that mean? I don't On know, his like, house. It's I still, think. It'd, be, like, it'd be more like Renaissance. Or there'd definitely be jalapenos. I guess that's more Mexican. Yeah, jalapenos. Um, I think that's all I got. And then I'm looking at this quote of just do shows and I'll hear about you by Sean Conroy. <laughs> you wrote that down. No, that's, that's a good quote. No, you know what? I get, obviously, that's booker. my life every single second. And right. I'm still no, like, that's going to change your life. Way not worse a bad than I answer. Did. Just say no. like, It's a good answer. Like, I wrote that fair. Just do shows. I'll hear about you. But and, you can't and say Sean, that to some of the comics that are bugging you. This is what you also said. You already know them. He that's ended true. it with, that's how it works, which I Oof. thought was great. Oh, yeah. I because that's, it's also nice to talk to somebody who knows how something works. That's right. That's an invitation to seeing things how he sees. The way I see it, it's inclusive. I see it as you do shows, I did shows, meaning you. And then I got another <laughs> I'm show. I'm lost on who you're talking about right now. <laughs> and then I will book the shows, and then Bill Cosby puts the... <laughs> <laughs> then Bill Cosby put the... Alright, so that's what you would do, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I would uh, live exactly how I live, and I'm not saying that to be cute, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you already live in the Playboy Mansion. That's true. Yeah. No, all of that shit, we know this. Every movie is about how that's empty. Right. So I, the, often my fantasy is if you really didn't have to worry about it and if you could just pay off your mortgage and have some sort of security, meaning here's your house. Guards, security guards. <laughs> yeah. A moat. Uh, here's your house in L.A., here's your house in Kentucky, wherever you want to have your place. Interesting. Here's your farm in North Carolina. Here are your places. We'll, we'll cover your food, your shelter, you will survive. Like, now what are you going to do? Now, honestly, I would want to go on some sort of spiritual pilgrimage. That's true. Totally. I would want to do the thing. Everybody, For me, I catch myself thinking like, oh, I'll just sell this show. I'll make this movie. I'll get this big payday. And that's when I'll shave my head and go to <laughs> India like Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? Meaning some sort of uh, uh, investigation into what is actually happening. Eat, well, pray, love. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would eat, pray, love it. Absolutely. Because unfortunately, I'm not big enough to eat, pray, love it going, if this fails, I'll just be homeless. But if you go, I'll eat, pray, love it, and if this fails, I'll just go back to like living a regular life. Right. Then I might have the courage. Ordering a pizza once a week, maybe. Exactly. But I, that's not to say that I wouldn't spend some time just being decadent. I'd love to go to Spain. I'd love to do something that I've always fantasized about, calling, calling it Petey Palooza, where we have the bands that I love, the comedians that I love, and the food that I love on like some sort of farm that's by a lake. And that's every, doable. Hey, could I could I get on Petey Palooza? You could absolutely be on Petey Palooza. Oh, I was oh no, you were supposed to just say just two shows. Two shows. Ah! <laughs> but you know what? That is doable. But it's really it's really difficult to get to Eugene the place. Eugene Merman does that every year. I know. I, I'm a big fan of the Eugene Merman. Festival. But not on a farm. It's no, crazy how much. It's the same idea. But you doesn't can seem doable. Do just. But that's because the of our brains. It really yeah. is. It's the conditioning. You like, but the thing that's very interesting to me about monks and uh, you know, you look at um, there's this great movie. It's called Into Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Into <laughs> where the wild things are. You know, into Great Silence, which is about these monks, Franciscan monks that are in the mountains, right? The French Alps, right? Into Great Silence. Boy, I would have thought you would have hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's do our plugs. But there's something <laughs> when it when we get to the end of massages, and I'm with you. I I, I am a massage person. We get to the end of accolades or 
for even community and, and having festivals. And like what else? What else? We get left with the idea that we're here, we have no idea what we're doing here, and there's something that is inarticulable about existence it's a word. that these people <laughs> get to experience through silence and through serenity. Uh, and I think I would want to pursue something like that. I don't know if it would work. I hope it would work. It would. Maybe it wouldn't. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I mean, or maybe we won't. And you we present me with a winning lottery ticket. <laughs> I also would like to say I would hate to win the lottery. I, I really like the game that we have set up. I think it's set up for a reason. We all know that Fort Knox is empty and money is meaningless. Right. It's a fun little game to play. That's why I invest in uh, decorative plates <laughs> from the Franklin Mint. Not even Bitcoin. Decorative <laughs> Those plates. things pay for themselves. Both. Ronald Reagan brand prunes. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place. What are you going to do? You gonna do when you win the lotto? Uh, very simple. Jerk off into 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> in one. That's just on the first day, and then that's done. Still so usable. Uh, no, I would I would do everything everybody else said. Then I would set up <laughs> all my no 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 like the, the first Hobbit things House you know the dead and, and the philanthropy and the this and the that. Then I would set up all my uh, you know all my uh, brothers and their wives and husbands and my nieces and nephews with you know sufficient life money to live. Yeah. Uh, then I would buy an NBA basketball team oh, and a yeah. tall wooden ship. And I would be at the oh. games during the season, and then I would sail around the world in the off season. You'd be Very so simple. happy. I want that Very to happen simple. for you. Salty dog. <laughs> that is the. I'd have to pay the crew, the you know, the whole thing. But you just be, want to be L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, not familiar with who that Will is. Will you write ship novels while you're on the ship? I might. I might, or you I might just, be I just blog. I might just blog, you know, or have a, tum- have a ship tumbler. Ship, or maybe ship I'll tumbler. Just write science fiction. Although that novels. might be a bad prophecy. Stop ship tumbler. Ship tumbler. Yeah, that's a great answer. I appreciate it. I thought about it a lot. Uh, I really actually, I just came up with it in the moment. I think it's a great answer. And but it, that really would be my ideal. Although I can't say that's true because we talked about this uh, last time I was here. You I, were I, never Casper here. <laughs> the last time when you and I did the show right. together, I have been working a lot and I have missed. I haven't performed. Oh right. And I was going crazy because I wasn't performing. And I didn't know why I was going crazy. And then I did a show and I was like, oh, oh right. Like I literally have, I did, I did an Ask Cat in another show last night. And I would say the two months before that was like the longest I had gone without improvising in 25 plus years, you know. Uh, so I would need to have totally. like an improv theater on the ship or, you know, sure. every oh, night we'd sing uh, uh, sailor songs, you know. Uh, Whoa, ho, blow the man down, yeah. that kind of that kind of stuff, you know. Ooh, like Assassin's Creed. Uh, like a what? Black flag. Not familiar. They sing chanties. Let's chanties, do a, Let's yeah. do a three-line scene. Ready? Yep. Pete, I have some bad news, and it's about your job. I can't be fired for the fourth time this week. If you want me, keep me. If you're going to fire me, just fire me. It's up in the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> And blackout. Okay, this feels like a good place to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back in a moment with parting shots. Was that about Omarosa? The halfway point no, in the show. No, I didn't even think of that. Halfway point? <laughs> yes. No, he's being funny. Oh, God oh. in heaven. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> We're back. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is coming to you live from the Casper Mattress Showroom. What? High in the Hollywood Hills. What is that? 
<laughs> it's a it's a mattress showroom. You don't know what that is? No, what is it? Where they showroom mattresses. No, I know what that is. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, I would. Uh, Casper Mattress is Casper a mattress. direct to consumer what mattress. What does that mean? It means it goes. Middleman. Middleman jacking up the price. There is not. I hate oh. that. You know, often you'll find mattress stores that have someone who works there. Yeah. No one. Giving me the business. Does that. No, they don't. Commission. I want to order a mattress that's comfortable. Yeah. That's small. Yeah. <laughs> I, Fluffy. Well, not well we can't do small, small, but we no, can ship small. The deal, the size of a mini fridge mm -hmm. that I it cut ships, it open. It ships and, that big. But then it big. grows it to a full. But then I don't want to be committed to it. Well, luckily for you. hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. Um, I just want to not have nightmares. Casper mattress. I'm saying we. I want no, a mattress that we. guarantees no nightmare. <laughs> Is there a no nightmare clause? Casper uh, mattress has a hundred day. You got this. Return policy. You After can a return a mattress. I know it's not called a return You've policy. You've jizzed on it. You've drooled on it. You've diarrhea on it. Give it back. Check they just Casper. they just turned the power off. <laughs> Nobody wants to think about what happens on uh, a mattress the when police they're buying are here. Well, that's the weird <laughs> subtext. Yeah. Is it's like, here's where you do the things that you feel the worst about. Now, here's another thing. What if... What if... And I'm asking you this, Pete, because mm. you're, the, you're the corporate guy here. Uh, <laughs> what if mm. I return the mattress mm -hmm. after 99 days? Yes. Next day, I call him up and I say... I want another one. I want another mattress. <laughs> I'm going to say... Could I game the system that way and just keep getting a new <laughs> oh mattress God, every 99 days? I don't think we're supposed to talk about gaming the system. I'm going to say, <laughs> as the... Ixnay on the gaming the system day. Temporary CEO of Casper Mattresses. Yeah. As soon as you order your first mattress, we put you on I'm a on list the books. Yeah. called Freeloaders. Right. Okay. And if you try to do that, but again... Also there's no way you're going to not like the mattress and return it. So that's not even an issue. No, for me, it's about having new things. Like whenever I buy I a new shirt, I go back to the store maybe two months later and I say, I still have, yeah, this is new. <laughs> I bought this. Like an LLB. <laughs> I bought this. this full pattern. of holes. Don't you know that's the style now? Grandpa. Look, there's <laughs> holes in everything I own because that's cool. It's called Swiss cheese fashion. You can't own Swiss a woman, cheese fashion. Sean. <laughs> all right. That was uncalled for. Uh, all right. This is a segment on the show Man that we like holes. to call Parting Shots. <clears throat> Let's start today with Amber. All right. Men I... have holes. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> By the way, that's, that's Pete's title of Pete's first self help book Men, Men have, have holes, holes too. <laughs> And women are from parentheses, Venus. Take it easy. What? <laughs> parentheses, take it easy. Men have holes. Take it easy. The audio book. Um, my parting shot is I got to see, I went to basically two dance concerts this weekend, wow. the way things worked out. Basically. So you have won the lotto. I have. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Um, I did get pretty stoned for one of them. Nice. Let's be honest. Um it was a community college dance concert, and it started, and I was like, wait, is this the best thing I've ever seen? I'm high. All right, good. Everything's panning So you out have now. that self-awareness. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but but I, what you didn't realize is you were saying that out loud. Right. <laughs> I love it, though. I love watching dance. I think it might be how some people go to concert concerts. Mm -hmm. I might have to just start going to dance concerts. My one gripe is... 
a lot of these young choreographers are trying to make such a artistic point and make you feel something that they have to pick a tonal like music and it's like we could enjoy it a little bit we don't mm -hmm. have to be in pain the whole right. time that's all like have, have, have a melody Cyrus. have a melody it's okay take it easy i have a friend and this is not to drop names because i'm not going to say his name but he's one of the most well-known composers in the country <laughs> i grew up with him and he composes that kind of music and i I'm very proud of him. I'm proud to know him. I cannot sit through Zach Galifianakis <laughs> um, because it's impossible to listen to. Well, it, I, don't, I just don't get it. it. Was I guess one of those I just don't get that it. I was, I was. It was a dance concert. That there was probably 20 pieces, and it felt like each of the there were 20 different choreographers, and each of the choreographers were like, "I know how I'll stand out," mm -hmm. but they all <laughs> did that. Right. Like, uh, do some. Do some Miley Cyrus. Right. Party in the USA. Don't it's a great act like a comedian who's going to get heckled. Take out your tits. Come out with your tits out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Shine Conway. You know, she owned the room, and the room was full. I Although it's funny. I read, a, I read a, somebody wrote about the concert online. Oh, and they shit all over it. But people no, shit all over it. Everybody, everything. you know, all the adult swim people were so uncomfortable and whatever. And I was like, that is so Well, what were you supposed to be perception. doing? Like, th yeah. like throwing your pants on the stage? You're reading the review of one guy. Yeah, it was like totally not I, what was going on in the room. Did you see the backs back? Yard, boys. <laughs> the backyard series. She's backyard a backyard boys. <laughs> Everybody, he won't stop. Down. Just keep going. Um, Mow the lawn, <laughs> um, it's boys. Miley Cyrus is doing a bunch of backyard like boys. concerts. Uh huh. <laughs> I will just for a few people. I don't know what it is, but it's online, like the videos. I haven't seen it's it. for charity or something. I, don't I clearly I don't know what's going out. on. Oh yeah, no, that was another thing that I really thought was great. She stopped in the middle of the show and she goes, look, a lot of you guys are wearing suits. I know what that means. You motherfuckers have money. Well, let me tell you something. Why don't you donate some money to my foundation for the homeless or to somebody? Just give some fucking money. Like be a good, like That's I was like, awesome. God damn. Yeah. That was aggressive. But it was it was really cool. Like it was. You gotta be uh, aggressive sometimes. Yes, especially at Adult Swim. But B E A G G R E S S I D. She did this one um, song with Ariana Grande. Look it up. They're uh -huh. both wearing like onesie pajamas with hoods with like animal ears, and they're both adorable. Uh -huh. By the way, I always order that at Starbucks. When people are like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" The Grande with animal ears. <laughs> Ariana, Ariana Grande, please. I feel like you're not allowed to make extra that joke shot of mocha. <laughs> it's already been made a million times. Yeah. I feel like I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I won the lotto. That's lot true. Um, but yeah, it's really, really adorable. I'll send it to you. Okay. Back um, streets. Back. Okay, I'll go next. Here's my parting shot. And this is like a quick story, so bear with me. But it popped into my head today. This is a thing that I did when I was a kid. And I feel like I won't try to infer any meaning from it except to say... I, I thought of the story and I was like, oh, I've always been insane. Um, I was in sixth grade. That's when we were all supposed to say, you're not insane, yeah. John. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't, I, I wasn't looking. <laughs> but we you, did. No, you're cool, dude. You're supposed to say, keep being insane. I'll hear about you and I'll put you in the asylum. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was in sixth grade and I was doing something with the, I played the saxophone at that time, and I was doing something with, yes, shout out to Jorge, saxophone player. Uh, I, was, I was doing something with the school band, and my friend's mother, Mrs. Katz, was in 
Jamie, you're God downing damn it. these Altoids. Um, well, he's just trying to get more tens to take from the Renaissance <laughs> uh, Fair right. next year. Uh, <laughs> Would you like something <laughs> to hold your apothecaries? <laughs> <laughs> but I was doing something with the band. Mrs. Katz was collecting money. Everybody was supposed to give them two dollars to go on this trip or do something. I can't remember what it was. And I was the person who I just kept forgetting to get money mm-hmm. from my parents. I didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. And How old are you? 11, I guess. Okay. And she, she personally approached me like three times on different days and was like, you need to ask your parents for the, the $2. Like, get me the $2. Comes $2. a day when I know I'm going to see her. Where The band is playing at some function in my hometown. My parents are out of town now, so I can't get the $2 from them. You have no $2 access? Dude, I never had a dime as a kid. <laughs> so we dive on the couch, man. I got two quarters <laughs> every day when I was in seventh grade. If you save those up, it adds up to $2. No, 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 but that was just to take the bus each way. Uh. I had to pay a quarter each way. Um, but, so I'm like, oh, God, Mrs. Katz is going to be up my ass. Um, I need to have $2. So I knew that my father had a whiskey bottle on his on his dresser full of pennies where he put all his pennies. So I went up there and I got 200 pennies and I put them in a plastic bag and I went to this function. She probably was like insulted. She she came up to me and she goes, do you have the $2? And I took out the 200 pennies in a plastic bag and she was like. It's okay. Yeah. She was like. (laughs) What's wrong with you? No. <laughs> she lived around the corner from me. She was like, I can just come over to your house and get it. Like, please, just here, take this. She gave it back to me. I threw it in my saxophone case. The bag broke. For the rest of the time I had that saxophone case, it was filled, filled with, with pennies. pennies. Yes. Um, that's insane. That's like a crazy thing to do. I, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't know. You felt a lot of pressure from an authority figure to bring in money that... It's adorable. I feel sad. Oh, stop it. (laughs) I'm sad from that (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going for, sympathy. Uh, All right. Let's go next to Pete. Parting shots. I just want to say that the uh, tea party has gone too far. (laughs) Just to describe the scene, Pete is slumped (laughs) over the table with his head in his hands. The 90 minutes at most... uh, from earlier, Miley Cyrus is using her eroticism to help the homeless. It's the thing. It wasn't even erotic. It was like, it was so normal. Sean, you haven't had an erection for three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> uh, no, I would uh, like to plug I my own I hate to tell podcast. you, but that just gave me one. Uh, oh. <laughs> The idea of not having an erection <laughs> turns you on. <laughs> no, that Someone he would that he would that he would out. notice that he would not notice. Having an erection Finally, turns like me Don on? Draper in the finale. Someone else felt your pain. No spoilers. That's not. That's a pretty big spoiler. Yeah. Great finale. Oh, I loved it. Brett Gilman <laughs> will forever be the object of my coveting. I know. That's a big what deal. The Wait, wait, what? He tweeted I, about it last night, and I was what like, he say? the show was garbage until you showed up or something like that. I don't <laughs> so even remember. Funny. He's so he's great in it. Yeah. And it's the fucking perfect ending to that yeah. show. Uh, and by the way, all the people that are saying, like, I wish Mad Men would keep going, no, mm-hmm. end it now. Right. That's absolutely when shit ends. Uh, please listen to my podcast such that I always use sober and not in a mattress <laughs> mansion <laughs> called You Made It Weird. And uh, also, Mansion's not called that. The podcast is called that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I also do a, uh, I'm doing a tour called the Together at Last Tour and also some stand-up dates. 
Tickets are available at PeteHolmes.com. So together, our last tour is a, a mix of stand-up and discussions on consciousness. So I get love into it. That it. sounds awesome. fucking everybody (laughs) it's the backyard boys Uh, believe me it is ridiculous it's all ridiculous uh all right jamie my parting shot is and i have two i have two excellent number one is do you know troy conrad Mm -hmm. anyone yeah i love troy we started today he's a great producer of comedy shows um, but we started today calling each other once every 30 days to go over what we accomplished the last 30 days and our goals for the next 30 days. To kind of, why is that with a look, Amber? Yep, you like have to hold an disgusting. e-meter when you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jorge. Well, as disgusting as that might sound, I, it was the most inspirational conversation just to talk about what I'm working on and what I want to accomplish. But more so than what I'm looking to accomplish the next 30 days was looking back at the last 30 days and you know i'm so hard on myself on on all these things and god knows i speaking of hard on (laughs) (laughs) erect as a fucking (laughs) statue all right go on okay um sorry you've accomplished more than when you start looking at and you're forced to like make a list of everything you've done i was like that's more than i would ever give myself credit for and looking at like all the little things, like even just doing four podcasts with you, you clowns. All the little things. <laughs> Speaking of your erections. <laughs> Come on. I had 30 days now, of consecutive erections. <laughs> anyway, I, I think it's important. I, I'm sorry that I took it out, and I'm sorry so, that you noticed. What inspired you guys to start that relationship? We're both in hippie shit. And this Wait, is the first Troy day you Baker. did it? Troy Conrad. Oh. You got to know Troy Conrad, no? He's, He's going to be our guest in two weeks. Former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, right? Hold on, real quick. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minty Fresh all going back. I'm gonna need that Altoid can for my um, Renaissance Fair booth. All right, next go year. on, Jamie. Um, but it's important to actually look back, and it would just the exercise of going through all the things that um, you do on any given 30 day or 60 day, or just any arbitrary period, is an important thing to do. And I feel I like hate to break it to you. Yep. Troy Conrad and I call each other every night to talk about what we did that day. <laughs> well, look, I'm looking up to the next Do day. you? Uh, take I wouldn't be surprised. He's like a positive guy. Duncan all right. Come half court. <laughs> <laughs> I you, ate all the mints. You it's did a good job boys. on these mints. You did. Ooh, There's like 16. Like winter in England in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there were 16 Altoid Smalls at least. That's what the Renaissance Like two like. minutes ago. <laughs> um, Pete. That's what the Renaissance felt like. Winter in England in your mouth. Remember, in the Renaissance, no one brushed their teeth, but they no ate one a lot shaved of their arms, and all the periods <laughs> lasted for 28 days. So you're saying I could get away with not shaving my arms? You would fit in perfect. <laughs> okay. By the way, smooth you arms. You would be their king. <laughs> Pete, mm. if you could distill down a nugget... What? If you could do what? <clears throat> I thought I got down. through it. <laughs> I thought I got through If you could distill down a nugget of wisdom, some sort of uh, guiding principle... In your life that you can impart to us and our listeners, oh. that helps you get through your every day. Is this a bit? He does this every episode. Really? And it is a bit. No, it's bit. not a bit. No, it's no, not at all. It's up to you it's to answer whatever you, way you want. It's, it's you can do cool. a bit answer. You can do a real answer. Nobody wants a bit hybrid. answer. You can I'm going to say that right now. I will not pass. <laughs> <laughs> the, I have a lot of different things. I actually set up reminders in my phone. You know, I have the reminder app. I have a phone. Okay. <laughs> do you have an iPhone? I do. 
Because if you have an Android, turn off this podcast right now. <laughs> but I have different reminders set up in my phone to remind me of the things that take me from grumpy on an airplane to appreciative of a, a sunbeam or whatever it is. A beautifully cloudy day. A beautifully cloudy day is actually a wonderful answer. One of them is every great mystic will teach you to not resist. People love throwing around the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged or whatever, or do not judge is another one. Another great way to put that is do not label. This is something the Mm -hmm. Franciscan friar Richard Rohr taught me. We we look at things and we want to label them. We want to say this is fair, this is unfair, this is good, this is bad, this is what it should be and not should be. Love is learning to say yes to what is. That's another thing he taught me. So not resisting, realizing that this is the only moment, something I do all the time. I was at a lunch today and I was very bored. I wanted to get out of there. You realize you're postponing your happiness till when you get home or when you get a meal or when you're having sex or when you're having a you're, drink. You're taking me out of the moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> but as somebody, a comedian that travels, you go, when the plane lands, I'll be happy. When I get to my hotel, I'll be happy. When I'm done with the show, I'll be happy. When I'm back home, I'll be happy. You're saying this show. When you're done with this show, you'll be happy. <laughs> Literally, I could do it. Yeah. I could say when I'm done with this show I'll be happy when I'm on my way home I'll be happy when I'm in my own bed a Casper mattress I'll be happy (laughs) but the truth is is this is something Deepak Chopra taught me on my own podcast he said happiness that's contingent on something that's a (laughs) terrible name drop is another type of misery so really you need to be happy for no reason you need to tap yourself into the bliss of being for no, nothing, no reason. Just to be a part of awareness. And that's what I would say to your question. It's a good one. That was your best one. I'm partially drunk. <laughs> partially is an understatement. You, I will fight you. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. With pool noodles uh, in loincloth. Folks, this is the Long Shot Podcast. We want to thank the Casper, Casper Mattress Showroom in the Hollywood Hills. Mail order mattresses. Wonderful mattresses Look, with all sorts of advantages. You think you can't get a Cal King mattress in your house. <clears throat> you can. Now, here's <laughs> another question I have is they ship the size of a mini fridge. Yep. The mattresses are, some of them are different sizes. That's what I say. I'm flaccid <laughs> as a mini fridge. I'm erect as a California king. Okay. And that's the, uh, that's the uh, model. But thank, of thanks Magic. to Casper Mattress for having us here. Uh, thanks to Jenna and Shadden for sitting through all this bullshit. <laughs> and uh, thanks to Jorge for being here. Woo! Thank it's you, Jorge. It's been too long. So good of him to come out and do this for us. Thank you to Pete Holmes. No, Jamie. Jamie <laughs> Flam. Uh, Amber oh. Kenny. And uh, this has been the long shot. Oh, no. Thank you to Pete Holmes for coming out and being delightful. Say yes to what is. Don't postpone your happiness. We'll see you next time on the long shot. (laughs) It's a podcast. I'm Eddie Pepitone. Look into my infinite eyeballs. And remember, Mm. we're all miserable. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Pepitone. Pepitone. Oh, boy. The cab driver that drives us all to the afterlife. (laughs) For past and future episodes of The Longshot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com.